0: This is The Sports Tank with Jeremy Green. You look at my numbers, I'm I'm balling. Beer City's best sports talk is on the air. Get involved. Call 252-4348. Tweet the show at Sports Tank ESPN. The Sports Tank. Come get you some of this. Can't wait. ESPN Asheville 92.9 FM, 880 AM and 1400. Heard everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. This is the Sports Tank with Jeremy Green, live from the Ingalls studio. Heard everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. First hour of the program, as always, brought to you by Ingalls. Low prices and love the savings. It's a Friday before a three-day weekend, so I'll give out the same... You know, PSA: the same alert, the same warning that I did this morning in the Sportsocracy could get weird today. Could be a weird show. Could be a weird day.
1: <laughs> you know, because
0: we—I'm not gonna lie—I totally forgot there was a holiday on Monday. No, yeah. we—we've been just churning stuff out, doing mm-hmm. all the things, and mm-hmm. and I comple- it, it completely slipped my mind until yesterday. Yeah. So it's Memorial Day weekend. Uh, the neighborhood pool opens up or is open already this afternoon. So I'm gonna be. Which means if you see a, which means if you see a shining white light in the sky, uh, (laughs) no one is calling Batman. It's just the sun bouncing off my partner who is sunbathing around his community pool. I live so close to the FAA or to the uh, airport that the FAA is investigating me every time I take my shirt off to get in the pool. I see and and I'll be honest with you number one thing that's blowing my mind today is that you're not a t-shirt in the pool kind of guy I'm not I would have one hundred percent thought you were i'm not no i've and i've always i've always actually judged t-shirt and the pool kind of guys like what are you doing why who are you trying to impress because that impresses no one I don't think it's a trying to let impress it hang someone. out there let it hang out there be yourself so I, this would probably be a good time for the rest of our PSAs yeah. to you, of uh, that's not trying to impress anyone. That's called a little bit of oh, I don't know, modesty. Uh-huh. Let's go, modesty. No, that's yeah, that's pretty. Nobody's nobody's upset by it. I promise that. <laughs> like if see, if somebody sees you floating around the pool in in, in a shirt, and I'm going to be honest with you, I've given you a few shirts over our partnership, and a couple of them, I thought those are pool T-shirt shirts. Are, <laughs> that's that's what that's going to be. <laughs>
1: I'm okay with that.
0: I'm not that guy. I'm just not that guy. I never cared what anybody else thinks, and I'm not going to start now. And I'm not so fair. Sk- yes, I am fair skinned, but I'm not. I was about to say. But I'm not so fair skinned that I have to, you know, wear the surfer shirt, the you know the the the, the sunscreen shirt. You are so fair skinned that at times I can actually see your blood running through your body. So <laughs> you just wait till that shirt comes off in the pool, baby. <laughs> yeah. Uh, modesty though that's what you, you it should be modesty you know, it's it's a thing. Yeah, wet t-shirts in case you didn't know they don't hide things well. Uh, so you might as well just not have the shirt on. Yeah, I mean you could try. <laughs> I think you should try. <laughs> 252-4348. 252 We'll take your phone calls. Should should we wear shirts in the pool or not? No, there's no way. Unless no you shirt. got a mouse in your pocket over there, there is no way. Oh no, oh no. Look, the dimensions of this temple are a little different than the dimensions. I of mean, that just one. a little bit, yeah. There, there's a there's a much higher roof on this house. Just throwing <laughs> that out there. Oh, I forgot. You don't need to wear a shirt. You're already wearing a sweater. Oh yeah, your natural sweater. Yeah, you know that's that's a thing. <laughs> See, at least at least at, at at least I feel like I have that going for me that I'm not covered in disgusting hair. It's. Yeah. Just, I mean, it looks more like a baby seal out there than a wet Sasquatch. And this is the weirdest opening <laughs> show we have ever done. Like I said, it's Friday before three day weekend. It could get a little weird. We're glad you're on the ride with us here, though, in the Sportsocracy and they, uh, well, the well, the Sports Tank with there Jeremy Green. Heard everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. Sportsocracy, by the way, you can tune in every weekday morning, 9-ish, uh, on YouTube. Just uh, go and check us out, the Sportsocracy. Click on that subscribe button. You'll uh, you'll get us every time we go live. And every time new content comes out, we are, uh, by the way, in the Sportsocracy, rolling through all of the off-season reviews for each and every NFL team. So if that tickles your fancy, that is your one-stop shop. The Sportsocracy. Check us out on Patreon as well. Patreon.com/slash/The Sportsocracy. Help us uh, help us keep the lights on, keep the dream alive, and we'll keep you entertained. Um, NBA playoffs. We'll do the recaps of all the games last night, as well as uh, what's coming up over the weekend. We're going to talk about the top twenty-five players, twenty-five and under, in basketball. Uh, one of the things that I do feel like you didn't. I don't feel like you did it correctly because this should have led the show, is that your your resident local ESPN talk show host, uh, uh, Jeremy Green, has just been throwing money out of an airplane. 31-15 and 15 over the course of the last 30 days. I have not missed a game against the spread that did not include the L.A. Lakers in eight calendar days. Now, granted, we didn't have a show for two of those days, so you know we do have to take that into account. But other than that, I've been going full WKRP in Cincinnati, and I'm not throwing out turkeys. I'm just dropping money, just all dropping all over the map, just dropping dimes all over the place. No, don't drop dimes from an airplane. That'll. That, if you think those turkeys were bad, if you think the turkeys were bad, drop dimes. It won't end well. This is. This is all dollars. That is All fair. paper currency. That is fair. And, of course, we'll always take your phone calls here in the Engel Studio, 252-4348, 252-4348. Paul, what's going on, Paul? You're in the Sports Tank with Jeremy Green. God,
1: it's traffic everywhere on the I-26 shutdown. I'm all out here, and God, I didn't know where this place is, really. It's Somewhere out in Fletcher, Arden, way out there. All right. Hooper's Creek. I ended up out in Hooper's Creek for a minute. Okay. All right. So uh, I have not been to Hooper's Creek in months, years, probably. I lived here 15 years, and
0: right so, on, man. So you're stuck yes. in traffic, and and you're just listening to us tell tales about uh, being in the swimming pool, and yeah, I apologize for off. everything he just said about <laughs> swimming pools, because if you want to make traffic worse, the the image of my partner shirtless will make that worse. <laughs>
1: The the only time I really felt comfortable not having a t-shirt on in the pools when I was in my uh, under two hundred, maybe once I get over two fifty. I'm six one, and I don't either don't swim or I have like almost a suit on.
0: Oh, like, is uh, that? I, 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 I mean, are, are you just <laughs> are you are you just that ashamed of what it's turned into, or?
1: I just don't want to scare people. I mean, okay. I'm a big enough guy. People call me Santa Claus too many times, so you
0: know. <laughs> I can. I, I can understand I, have that. A, I, I mean, that's and
1: people say, "Hello, oh, Santa Claus. Where's my bike?" I said, "You know, yeah. Have any kids?" He says, "No." Then adopt a kid. You get a bike.
0: That's. I mean, that's so, yeah, a good it's... metric. I mean, he, he said he's six one, and you know, my partner would be six one if he stood on three Buncombe County town phone books. <laughs> And the last time he saw two hundred pounds the uh his occupation ended in elementary school. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> all, right, then. all right, All right, man. Well, you know what? I will just tell you. Uh, you know, you you, you you are you are a beautiful person and you should not feel like you have to cover up for anybody. I'm a st- I know,
1: my wife thinks I'm attractive still, so that's all thirty five years of marriage, so That's
0: right, that's right. You've already got the wife. You, do you have kids? Uh Daughter's thirty eight, yeah. You know? Okay. Alright, so you so you, 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 you had the wife, you had the kids, there's nobody left to impress, man. Let it hang out. Don't don't constrict yourself in clothing in the pool. What? Other than the shorts, yeah, of that's course.
1: Funny if you get too if you start working on yourself, your wife thinks you're gonna leave you again. I have to- once you go out of shape, once you start going back into shape, your family gets nervous that you're trying to move on to something <laughs> That's else. That's right.
0: That's right. <laughs> I have to give Paul credit. He's been married longer than I've been alive, so he's obviously doing something uh, right.
1: There you go. <laughs> Absolutely.
0: All right, Paul, man. You have a great weekend. Be safe out there on the roads. You as well, thank you. Uh, two you five, yes, sir. 252-4348. 252-4348. See, that's, it's that easy. You want, Whatever you want to talk about. You want to talk about anything in sports? We don't care. You want to talk about whether or not you should wear shirts in the swimming pool? I'm all open to it. Yeah, I mean, I haven't done a stand-up bit in like six months. So at this point, you know, just it really any excuse to tell jokes is something I'm going to <laughs> right. pounce on. Right. I just, you know, I hear people like Paul, and I think... You know, that's cool. If that's what makes you comfortable, you want to wear the shirt in the swimming pool. Fine. I've always been a guy who I'm not ashamed of what I am. And I, exactly. And I don't, I don't care. I've had people bring this up to me over the years of like, I've gone to the pool with other fat people who are wearing the shirts in the pools. I'm like, man, you're, you're beautiful. Just embrace it. You're not here to impress anybody. Just go with the flow. Be free. I'm just trying to help the world one little bit at a time. We can't continually go through life being, uh, you know, all anxious and self-conscious about what's going on. You got people in your life that love you? You don't need the shirt. Screw those people. I don't care if anybody judges me. Really don't. Never have. Anyhow. 252-4348, 252-4348, the far superior team showed up last night in the NBA playoffs. The Los Angeles Lakers beating the Phoenix Suns, who are without Chris Paul, and they just, again, I feel like they just gave up. You know, it's it's very rare that three games into a series, while I com- completely backtrack and say I was wrong, uh, this is one of those times. Good because the Suns have laid down like an old dog next to the air conditioner. <laughs> yep, and it is. I, I mean, this is not. This won't work. However, I would be remiss as the champion, as the dry, but the bus driver of the Denver Nuggets bandwagon, if I didn't say. I don't think you're going to like how this goes in the next round. Yeah. Because the Lakers, when they dispose of the Suns Mm -hmm. and the Suns set, their reward is they get to play
1: my 2021 NBA
0: champion Denver Nuggets. Uh Uh-huh. Who disposed of the Trailblazers again? No big deal. (laughs) Didn't even play well. Still got a win on the road. Right. And see, that's kind of how I felt felt about the Lakers last night. What we saw from the Lakers last night was that their best game or anything close to it. No, no, no. Uh, uh-uh. uh. Uh-uh, it wasn't. They shot twenty five percent from three. Exactly. I mean, it, it, it wasn't good. This could have been markedly worse. Mm-hmm. I just feel like the Suns have wilted. Mm-hmm. Now, why that is, I don't know. Is, is it because Chris Paul's hurt? Is it is Chris Paul leading them down this path? I don't know. This is a very talented team that's going to do good things down the line. They're mm-hmm. just not ready, no doubt. And it's become abundantly. It, it, mm-hmm. I won't say it's become abundantly, obviously, over two games, because they could have won game two. They got beat here, and I think you'll know within five game minutes of game four if this is even going to be a competitive series. I think so as well. Um, I And that's what happens with young teams. mm -hmm. When you face adversity, one of two things happens. Either you bring out your best punch or you fold like a folding chair. Mm -hmm. I don't know which one they're going to do. I do... I have to admit that I, I see LA advancing through the series. I think they've already folded, uh, honestly. And it's going to depend on Chris Paul. If, if Chris Paul has a good next two days and he recovers well and he's able to, you know, regain his shooting form with the bruise on his shoulder and everything, game four could be a completely different story. Problem is they're still going to be in LA. And I don't know. It just the down the stretch. We talked this morning in the sportsocracy about how it started getting chippy, and you saw Devin Booker get thrown out of the game, and you saw uh, Jay Crowder get thrown out of the game. To me, that screams like young team losing losing their edge. I will say the fact that Chris Paul has le- has lo- Chris Paul led teams. Have lost 11 straight games officiated by Scott Foster is one of the most (laughs) unbelievable stats I've ever heard in my life. And now, are you insinuating that Scott Foster has something against Chris Paul? Scott Foster is one of the worst officials in all of sports. He just does not, he's Angel Hernandez bad. He just doesn't get the level of notoriety. Like he's on the payroll of progressive insurance and they're trying to take down State Farm's, uh, face. No, I'm not, (laughs) I'm not going to say it's anything like that. He's just, he's really bad. He's one of those that has a better when you see the officiating things come out, it will sway the number. Oh, okay. There's so not he's many like, officials that will sway a number aggressively. Okay, so will. baseball fans, he is the uh, equivalent in the NBA to Angel Hernandez, Angel Hernandez or uh, uh, West. Joe West. Joe West. There you go. <laughs> one or the other. Just just take your pick. Uh, I, I don't foresee the Lakers losing another game in this series, especially if things continue the way they are. However, I, I will say there's. I do, and I mean this would be. My, if I'm Monty Williams, what I am screaming until we get on the court again is: mm-hmm. we just have to win Game Four. If we win Game Four, we're exactly where we're supposed to be, and we have had, I would say, five really bad quarters of basketball. Mm-hmm. I mean, real bad. Mm-hmm. And one win in LA, and we're right back in the catbird seat. Absolutely. Two of three games at home. We have to hold home court advantage and we advance. Now, whether that's going to work or not, I have no idea. Yeah. But if I'm Monty Williams, that's what I'm saying. I and it f- really needs to be game four. I feel about this Phoenix Suns team the same way I felt about your 2021 fighting Denver Nuggets last year. That would be 2020. That was my 2020. NBA champion Denver Nuggets. Yeah, but now that I mean it's a new year. I was referring to them now. It's two different teams. A, okay. All yeah, right. I already me. I already boo-booed that one. <laughs> now I am the great Floster Domus and I foresaw yeah. this run to glory of my twenty twenty one NBA champion, Denver Nuggets. <laughs> no, I, I feel the same way about the Suns this year as I did about the Nuggets last year. I just don't think you have the experience to be able to one beat the Lakers in the playoffs and obviously go farther. And win a, win a championship. Phoenix is one of those franchises that I think I really want to see win a championship. Well, thing. they're just so snake-bitten. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you, you, look thought back sure right. you, you thought for sure they were going to uh, do it, right? You thought for sure they were going to, well, maybe not for sure that they were going to do it, but you know they were in contention. They were one of the best teams in the NBA back in the Michael days when they had uh, Dan Marley and Kevin Johnson and Charles Barkley, and they were in the finals against the Bulls and lost. And then you look at the Steve Nash, Amari Stoudemire days for sure with Mike D'Antoni leading that team and them scoring like they were. Maybe they could win a title, and they never did. And they never won the less than, they under D'Antoni, they never won less than 54 games. Mm-hmm. And they got to the conference finals and got run out both times. Mm-hmm. Sean it's Marion, a, I feel like we need to add him in there. I do have to I have to point this out, too, because this is one of those just crazy stats to me. This is only the second time they've made the playoffs since D'Antoni got fired. Mm-hmm. That was in two thousand and nine, so this I mean this is a young team, mm-hmm. and I may have not given enough credence to that <laughs> right because i'm not i'm not look i'm not writing the obituary yet, no. i'm just saying at this point, I have to be realistic and mm-hmm. say what I saw, especially in the fourth quarter last night, was really mm-hmm. unsettling. i don 't necessarily think they're going to that they're going to rally, but I still think this can be a competitive series now, let me ask you this: do you think that the media? And I'll throw myself into that, are making too much of the Lakers' performance last night. Is, the, what, is what you saw last night the finally flipping the switch or showing once again that they have the championship pedigree? I will tell you this uh, the game, the, uh, the, the, the performance the Lakers put out last night, 7 28 from three, 44% from the floor. If you do that against the Mavericks, if you do that against the Nuggets, if you do that against the Jazz, they will beat you by 25. Mm-hmm. And I'll leave it at that. Yep. Is this flipping the switch? No. This was the sun's melting. Mm-hmm. So now, can this be a catalyst to that? Absolutely. I don't think you're there yet. And I'm going to be honest with you. I still, until they prove me wrong, and I'm not going to, this is one I will not change my tune on until LeBron and AD are, ho, are hoisting this trophy. Okay. Until I see them do it. I'm not going to buy it because I've seen too much bad, too many games in a row. Even when they win, they don't look overly impressive. Mm -hmm. And that's a problem to me. Mm -hmm. I'm looking at Utah. Utah won and didn't win as convincingly as L.A. did last night, and it was way more impressive. Philadelphia has been more impressive. The Nuggets, to me, have been, and obviously I'm a little biased, but the Nuggets have been more impressive to me because they can do so many different things. L.A. has one path to righteousness, and that's LeBron has to be fantastic. Mm -hmm. A.D. has to be fantastic mm-hmm. and they have to have a third that can pick up the offensive slack if that does not happen if either one of them have an off night i don't see how they can beat either any of the three teams that will be remaining going into the next round i'll agree with you fully on that
1: but i just i don't
0: think they have that switch that they had last year I, I don't know if it's legs i don't know if it's just they're not as deep i have not been as impressed by this team all year long mm-hmm. lebron injury no lebron injury i'm talking before any of that happened i just haven't seen that gear I think the first road playoff game for the young guys for the Phoenix Suns got in their head. They saw the banners, they saw AD Lebron, and and their leader was gone. Their leader was out. I mean, Chris Paul, twenty seven minutes last night. He wasn't really that effective when he was on the court. Anyway, it's obviously it's obvious that he is hobbled. And I think they've lost it. I think they've lost whatever edge they had coming into this series. Even, even though they are, you know, the second best team in the West throughout the regular season. Playoff time, it takes another mental level and I'm not sure that the Phoenix Suns really have it. You're in the sports tank with Jeremy Green here on ESPN Asheville.
1: The sports tank. That is some good clean family fun there, eh? Hey, right, you are.
0: You're in the sports tank with me, Tank Spencer, and him, Jeremy Green, here on ESPN Asheville. 92.9 FM, 880 AM, and 1400. The other games last night in the NBA. The Bucks take a 3 0 series lead on the Miami Heat. 113 to 84. Miami is done. Put them away. It's gonna be over. This is going to be over before the weekend. They're not getting Miami's not getting a game in this series. The Nuggets 120 15 over the Portland Trail Blazers. Yeah, you can you can bet Jeremy thinks this thing's going to be over in 5. Miami and Milwaukee? No, Nuggets and the Blazers. Oh yeah, oh 100%. Oh, absolutely. That's that's done like dinner. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll see you in round two. Right, and the Bucks are going to sweep the Miami Heat. Oh, absolutely. These things we know. My question is, is that the only series that is going to be over by the time we come back on the air on Tuesday? Mm, no. No. Brooklyn-Boston will be over in very short order. Sweep? I think so. Mm-hmm. And there's another one. Clippers Mavs. Clipper's Mavs. Clipper's Mavs. I, I can see Sixers over. Wizards being I can see a lot of them being over, actually. Some of these are just non competitive. Net Celtics is not competitive. Uh-uh. I mean, this is the reason that I argue against playing games and things like that. These are non competitive series. Mm-hmm. Tomorrow you have three games. Actually you have four games tomorrow. I could easily see a path that not one of them stays within 20. And tomorrow's like your feature day. I could see all four of those games being blowouts. I don't. I, I, I still want to say that you're not giving the Memphis Grizzlies enough credit. but No, I'm just man, giving the Jazz after, a lot of credit. Yeah, but after that last game, after game two of that series, I'm convinced if Donovan Mitchell is on the court, this is not close. They need Memphis needs Donovan Mitchell not to be on the court, and fortunately for the Jazz, that's not going to be the case. Unfortunately for the Memphis Grizzlies, uh, that that's not going to be the case. <laughs> I'm looking forward to talking about competitive basketball again. I mean, we have competitive, competitive basketball to talk about. The only problem is it's, a, it's it only just happens one, every third day. <laughs> exactly. Uh I mean you've got the Knicks and the Hawks. That's competitive. That's the closest series that's that we not have close. No. No, it's not close. There's not another one that's even in the same breath. Don't worry. Uh we have three picks tonight and uh mm-hmm. I I fully plan on staying just as hot as I have been. Good for you. You have been on quite the little tear here lately with your uh with your green on green picks and the monkey knife fights. 31 and 16 in the month of May. That's coming up at the uh, close to the top of the hour here as we come back from the next break. But first, the sports tag. Just a bit outside.
1: All right, here's the 411, folks.
0: Yeah. I love baseball. And I know that makes Jeremy roll his eyes every time I say it because he doesn't understand it. But it's it's days like yesterday where I can feel confident that I haven't lost touch with the baseball world. The Pittsburgh Pirates are god-awful. And I think the players that they have right now, at least on the infield, they're not too smart. A major brain fart yesterday for the Pittsburgh Pirates as they were playing the Chicago Cubs. Javier Baez, with two outs in the third inning, and a guy on second base, hits a ground ball to third base. Now, Jeremy, you don't really watch baseball, but you've played the game before. You understand how the game works, correct? Correct. Okay, so... scenario here you got a runner on second there's two outs in the inning guy hits a grounder to third base what's the third baseman supposed to do with it throw it to first throw it to first base they got that part right now what's the first baseman supposed to do with the ball when he has it uh touch first base. touch first base exactly uh even if the throw is up the baseline toward home plate a little bit what's the guy got to do Touch first base. Touch first base, exactly. Well, Javier Baez was running to first. The guy catches it. He's between Javier Baez and the first base bag. And Javier Baez goes, well, we really want that run to score. So he stops. And he does the thing that no one ever does. And he starts running back to home plate. Like, what do you think that purpose is going to serve All I have to do is touch first base, and you're out, inning over. The run doesn't score. We're all good to go. Well, the Pittsburgh Pirates did not do that. The first baseman chases Javier Baez back to home plate. He gets almost right to home plate. Meanwhile, the guy on second has already gone over to third. While they're still chasing him down on the first base path, uh, the guy on on third now decides, I'm just going to go home. So he goes home. The first baseman flips the ball over Javier Baez's head to the catcher late. The runner slides in safe at home. Guess what? We still have a live base runner, though. Everybody forgets that Javier Baez is still a live uh, base runner. He takes off for first base. The catcher throws it to first base, but nobody's covering. So the second baseman's coming over. The throw doesn't get there, and he boots it into the outfield. Javier Baez slides into first, sees the ball bounce into the outfield, then he goes to second base. Later in the inning, he scored as well. The Pittsburgh Pirates had one of the biggest blunders that I have seen in Major League Baseball in a long, long time yesterday. And this is just one of the things that I love about baseball is because you never know what's going to happen. You never know when guys are just going to completely forget what the the smart play is today. And I also thought it was hilarious that uh, the manager of the Pittsburgh Pirates, after the game was over, had uh, the press conference. And he says, look, we're going to have to have a meeting and I'm going to have to make sure that every guy knows if there's two outs in the the inning, all you got to do is step on the first base back. It's inexcusable that we don't know that rule. I'm right there with you. Don't know why that happened, but it did. And it just goes to show you how bad the Pittsburgh Pirates are right now. Because <clears throat> baseball. baseball. <laughs> Sportsbookers in Vegas have a brand new prop bet that is just burning the books up. You care to take a guess at what it is? Uh, number Was- of Heisman trophies for Sam Howell this year. Zero. Stop that. It's over-under touchdowns for new Jacksonville Jaguars tight end Tim Tebow. <laughs> Ooh, let me guess. Uh, zero. Last week after the former Heisman tr- Trophy winner signed with the Jaguars as a tight end, Station Casinos in Las Vegas put the Tebow touchdown prop on the board and took instant action, including a $2,000 limit bet on the under. Two and a half touchdowns Two for a guy that stands no shot of making the roster. This seems to me like one of those that the the bookmakers saw it go go up and went, what 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 are you doing? What uh-huh. but, but, no mm-hmm. no. I am, with and, and whoever said the line went. Trust me. These people, these Tebow people, are out of their minds. Uh They will bet this. Uh I promise you. Uh, I will. I will say this: the more time goes on with this Tim Tebow thing, I think every time you say has no shot of making this roster, you are selling Urban Meyer short on the number of stupid decisions that he could make. Oh, because I I, I think Tim Tebow is going to make this roster, just despite everyone. If he does, it just confirms everything I've said about Urban Meyer. No doubt. Speaking of Urban Meyer and and the dysfunction that is Jacksonville, after I'm done with the story, I have a little thing to report that came out of the open Jaguars OTAs yesterday. Oh, wonderful. As of Thursday, the overall bets on the Tebow prop were equally split on the over and under (laughs) in terms of number of wagers. That's what they wanted. The money, however... Is a little skewed to one side. Ninety percent on the under. You're close. 85-15. fifteen. Oh, Five no. times as much money as on the under. No doubt. Cause everybody with a brain looks at this and goes, There's no way this is a good idea. And even if even if he does make it out of camp and makes the actual roster, the chances of him having an impact this season with the Jacksonville Jaguars is zero. 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 It's absolutely, one hundred percent zero. James O'Shaughnessy. I would take more touchdowns for James O'Shaughnessy than I would for Tim Tebow. No doubt. I would take more touchdowns for James Gandolfini than I would take for <laughs> Tim Tebow. I mean, <laughs> I feel like that's going to be hard to do. Well, I mean, they're both zero. So at worst, I'm going to push it. <laughs> Uh, this, my story with the dysfunction of the Jacksonville Jaguars. This comes from Mike huh. He is the ESPN beat writer for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Apparently, Trevor Lawrence has not been real good okay. in Jaguars camp. Oh, gosh. No, don't start this. Mm-mm. No, no, no. It's not, it, okay. it's not going Thank to the level you. of crazy that you, you think you. I'm going Thank to. You. But I'm going to go ahead and tell you, the more of these articles that come out, the more you're going to hear lunatic things. Uh-huh. I promise you it's going to happen. Apparently, uh, and his his exact words were Tim Tebow looked like a tight end. Trevor Lawrence looked like a rookie quarterback. I did not expect that he would look like a rookie to start out? Well, see, this is my fear. And this is, I'm not saying that this is the way it should be. Right. I'm saying that this is what you have set yourself up for if you're Urban Meyer. You now have two quarterbacks, and for by hook or by crook, every snap, save one, that Tim Tebow has ever taken in the NFL has been a quarterback. Now you have two quarterbacks on the roster that are they're, they're one thing that can make life very difficult for a coach. They're popular. Uh-huh. Because you have Tim Tebow, you have Gardner Minshew. Uh-huh. They're both Popular, mm-hmm. and so with all of the hype behind Trevor Lawrence, this has been one of the things that's made me so nervous about the way Urban Myers handled his business in Jacksonville. I feel like you're heaping a lot of things on Trevor Lawrence just because he is otherworldly good. But at the end of the day, very rarely are—I'm not to say rarely are rookie quarterbacks good. There's usually a lot of flaws. Yes. I mean, Peyton Manning threw 20-some-odd interceptions his rookie year. Mm -hmm. And that's the most elite quarterback ever. Mm -hmm. Do you know how many interceptions Andrew Luck threw in his rookie rookie year? 14. You're too low. Really? 18. 18, wow. 23 to 18 touchdown-to-interception ratio. I'm going to go ahead and tell you, if Trevor Lawrence comes out and does that, there will be people talking. There will be Jackson, Jacksonville people talk people that say we have the actual franchise quarterback on the roster, and his name's Tim Tebow. That's why he can't make the roster. That's why I'm saying there is no shot. He has to come out and just go. Nope. This is a sideshow. I have to go away. Stop. But he won't. That. But he won't. No, he won't go away. That's why I keep saying, or that's why I just said. I think that you're selling that short. I think he's going to make this. Roster. And there's been a lot of uh, uh, Marco Rubio, the the what is he a senator out of Florida? Yeah, he made this worse because he tweeted out Tim Tebow seems to draw a lot of vitriol for somebody that's never done. All I don't remember I don't even remember what he said. Right. I have to comment on this. I mean, he's playing to that base, uh, and that's fine. Yeah. You do what you do. Right. The shot here is not at Tim Tebow want to make a comeback more power to you brandon jacobs you're wanting to play dn you're a running back in the nfl you do what you do my shot is at urban meyer mm-hmm. because you're the one allowing the circus you're the you're the ringleader you're the guy with the big goofy hat and the tails and you're talking about the guy swallowing swords and <laughs> juggling bowling pins that are on fire and huh. that's what you have turned jacksonville into. he's the ringmaster ring that's yeah. the word i was trying to think of huh. Is an absolute circus. There is no doubt about that. Jacksonville. But then again, what do you expect from a team owned by a guy who owns a professional wrestling business? Uh, I will say that's the stadium that I would currently fit in the best. With your mule? Oh, uh, with my sweet mule! Uh-huh. Absolutely. <laughs> you forgot a word. <laughs> your sweet mule. Excuse me. Jeremy's gone full on on the mullet. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Uh, and I still think it's not going to make it through the summer. I don't have a buzzer over here. I only have the uh Kevin Memorial the, Bill. Yeah, you only have the bill. Uh there was a, one of these insane lists that came out today and I think we should I think we should chat about it for a little bit. Uh in the Sportsocracy this morning again you can find us on YouTube. Um we are at the Sportsocracy on all of the social medias. Be sure to hit that subscribe button as well so you see all of our content when it comes out and as well as join us live in the comments every weekday morning uh, at 9-ish. Now, uh, we talked about coaches on the hot seat for 2021. So you want to see that episode, check us out on YouTube. Share it with your friends as well. Uh, Mike Taglieri of Fantasy Pros has done a list of the NFL head coaching rankings for 2021. And I got, I, I got some questions here just about where, he, what his mindset is like. Now he, he puts this into the terms of this is not, this is not like a list of most Super Bowls or most wins or whatever. It was if I'm starting a franchise today, this is the list of the ranking of coaches that I would want to lead my team. He crushed the top ten. I mean, the top the, ten is exactly right. The the top ten is is is, is fine. Belichick's one, Andy Reid's two, McVay, Sean mm-hmm. Payton, John Harbaugh, Mike Tomlin, Sean McDermott, Kevin Stefanski, Kyle Shanahan, Frank Reich. Mm-hmm. I think that's the exact ten I would have. Okay. And then after that, he goes, Bruce Arians, just won a Super Bowl. Brian Flores, who's been building great things in Miami. Matt LaFleur. At 13, that feels a little high for me for Matt LaFleur. You have Matt LaFleur ahead of Pete Carroll, and that's dumb mm-hmm. to dumb to dumb, dumb, dumb. Matt LaFleur. This is the guy who did not understand we should go for it on fourth down. <laughs> Let's kick a field goal. Can we do that? Oh, we're not going to get the ball back. That's not good. Okay, so which decision was worse, kicking the field goal on fourth down or not running the ball inside the two-yard line in the Super Bowl? Oh, I I, I can't not say this. Uh, I, I mean, the, the the Tim Allen line.
1: Run the damn ball.
0: <laughs> <laughs> right. So he's got Matt LaFleur and Pete Carroll at 13 and 14. Mike Zimmer's at 15. I don't have any, many qualms with the list so far. Arthur Smith, Mike Vrabel. I know you're going to take exception to Mike Vrabel being number 17. <laughs> Mike Vrabel. Rob Salah, the new New York Jets coach, is at 18. And then he's got Vic Fangio at nineteen. There is no way that Vic Fangio is not one of the five worst head coaches in the NFL right now. And now for thing for things to tie this back into the market that we cover, uh, he has Vic Fangio at nineteen ahead of current Carolina Panthers head coach Matt Rule, who's at twenty one, uh-huh. and Ron Rivera, who's at twenty three. That's the number one thing that just makes me angry about this list. Mm-hmm. Ron Rivera, I believe, would be in my top 15. I'd easily put him at 15 over Mike Zimmer. I redid the list and have him at 12. Okay. that's where. I, and I always thought I was low on Ron Rivera. Mm-hmm. Apparently, I am not. Um, having Matt Rule at number 21, I like right. the confidence. I like the confidence in Matt Rule. That's a good ranking for him, but... I again, I would not have him ahead of Ron Rivera. That's yeah, that's dumb. Um, I don't know that I would have him ahead of John Gruden. John Gruden's at twenty eight. John Gruden is at twenty eight. You and I got into it over John Gruden this morning. Yes, yes. Because you're a delusional Buccaneers fan that's like I give Tony Dungy more credit for that team than John Gruden. Hundred percent. It's dumb. It's just not dumb. dumb. It's not dumb. He didn't draft not one of those players. Not one of them. <laughs> oh, that was all the GM. That is what GMs mm-hmm. do. That's all the GM. Tony Dungy had no input into it. He didn't help build that team at all. I didn't say he didn't help build it. You said you give more credit to Tony Dungy than John Gruden, and that's dumb. It's not. John Gruden took over a already really good team. Uh, let me, let me do me a favor. How many games did Tony Dungy coach the Buccaneers in that Super Bowl winning season? None. Okay. How many did John Gruden coach the Buccaneers in that Super Bowl winning season? (laughs) All of them. And end of argument. There we go. I win. (laughs) Opa! No, my only point is, is that it was Tony Dungy's players. He had already gotten them into the playoffs routinely up to that point. John Gruden comes in, takes them immediately to the Super Bowl. He had taken them to the playoffs and was routinely defeated uh, the second they got to the playoffs. Weird how the first year John Gruden gets there, they win a Super Bowl. That's bizarre how that happens. Weird. I I guess it's just a (laughs) coincidence. No, it's not a coincidence. Uh, That defense had the best year that they ever had. And Monty hmm. Kiffin gets more credit than hmm. John Gruden in my book. Best year they've ever had coached by John Gruden, but I'm going to give the credit to mm. Tony Dungy. <laughs> huh. That is That is some cyclical <laughs> logic you got there, partner. Anyway, John Gruden should not be number 28 on anybody's list of best coaches in the NFL. That's dumb. And he's one spot ahead of Mike McCarthy, which is also dumb. The reason we brought this list up, Mm -hmm. weird. Coaches that we have, I don't know, I'll be nice about how I say this, not exactly loved all the things they've done since they got their respective jobs are the bottom three. Mm -hmm. David Cully, a new Houston Texans head coach, is 32. Dan Campbell, at 31 of the Detroit Lions. And weird, Urban Meyer, 30. Which I don't agree with Dan Campbell, by the way. I realize he hasn't coached a game yet. But already, uh, he's he's not in the bottom three for me. Uh, so is this with his lion or without? Because without the lion, 31 is absolutely right. <laughs> Now, if you give him an active, living, breathing, actual lion, then I will discuss moving him up the list. Uh, Sirianni. I think Sirianni would be my uh, bottom three. Uh, Zach Taylor would be in my bottom three as well. If I'm being honest, my bottom three would have been David Cully, Urban Meyer, and Zach Taylor. Too. Mm-hmm. Man, you just—you're just really trying to make big enemies in Cincinnati, aren't you? I trended in, in Cincinnati, which was did cold. you really I did. Yeah, nice? I did. Yeah, I did. Good for you. Yeah, apparently, Jeremy, Jeremy. By the way, has since we've done the YouTube thing, he has become a star of the state uh, of Ohio. Uh, uh, what? Yeah, the state of Ohio. <laughs> yeah, first me. it was the Bengals. First it was the Browns fans, and now it's the Bengals fans that just completely hate him. I, you know what I get from Ohio Twitter. Complete insanity and misspelled death threats. That's, that's that is almost all of what I get from the state of Ohio. Right. Uh, this- I actually apparently, and we didn't know this. This is how this story went. We had a Bengals fan that saw our names in a subreddit for the Bengals. If you've wondered why we've talked so much Bengals, it's because we think this is absolutely hilarious. Right. We wound up in their subreddit. He found us online. And now he watches our show every day. And we love him. His name's Evan Doyle. Right. And he's in the comments all the time. Mm-hmm. But he came in and said, I just wanted to see who the two morons, and he put that in quotation marks, that <laughs> blew up Bengal's subreddit were. Love it. Big fan. I love Big it. Big fan. Absolutely love it. Yeah, Zach Taylor, he would be down there on the list for me, but uh, I think the biggest one I take exception to uh, on Mike Taglieri's list here is Vic Fangio. There's no reason to have him any higher than thirty. Okay, I, just er- because I've gotten two comments on this, one on Twitter and one from loyal listener Bob Browning. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Bob said, "Yeah, all that's good and fine, but Tony Dungy's a better human being, bar none." I don't disagree with you. Mm-hmm. What I'm saying is, I think, and this is what I said this morning, is I look at the pantheon of coaches in history. And I think Bill Belichick, Tony Dungy, John Gruden are much closer to one another than people seem to want to think. Whoa! I think they're all very good coaches. Bill Belichick was terrible without Tom Brady. Stop it! D- don't act like that was a spicy spice. It was a spicy spice. It's not. He had the greatest quarterback of all time. Weird. The best five coaches of all time. They all had five. The, the, the best quarterbacks of all time. That's weird. How that happens. Bizarre. Hmm. Coaches are super important. The reason I don't think the New England Patriots are going to be two and fifteen this year is uh, because of Bill Belichick. Mm-hmm. But there is some fun news coming out of New England, and I'll give it to you after the break. Also, your picks for the night, free money, just dollar bills out of an airplane. <laughs> just, just come grab it. That's all you got to do. That's all right. Green on green, coming up next. Coffee the
1: closes. Home. Get on the money. Then when you get the money. You get a foul. That watch costs more than your car. Then when you get a power, then you get the world.
0: If it wasn't for the L.A. Lakers, I would be going for a perfect week tonight, picking games against the spread in the NBA. But instead, I'm hanging two losses because of the Lakers. I'm 12-5 and five in the last seven days, 31-16 and 16 in the last 30. I got four picks for you tonight in the NBA. The first one, the New York Knicks are a four-and-a-half-point dog tonight at the Atlanta Hawks. I think that is dumb-to-dumb-to-dumb-dumb-dumb. To dumb to dumb, dumb, dumb. Not because, not necessarily because I don't think the Hawks can't win this game, they can. But a four, laying four and a half points for this Knicks team is insane to me. I saw enough bad from John Collins in Game Two that I feel like Tom Thibodeau is going to really hammer that home. I think the Hawks are still going to win this game, but I think it's going to be one possession decided late. Give me the Knicks plus the four and a half. The Brooklyn Nets are an eight point favorite at the Boston Celtics tonight. This could have been 18 and I wouldn't have cared. <laughs> Boston has laid down like an old dog next to the air conditioner. This series is over. The Nets are going to run them out quickly so they can go home and rest and wait on the winner of that, uh, uh the, the wait on the Bucks in round two. Finally, the Dallas Mavericks are a two and a half point dog tonight. At home against the L.A. Clippers. Underdog. That's dumb. They're the better team in the series. They've proven it time and time again. <laughs> Unless Kawhi Leonard ends up on Luka Doncic, I don't even think they keep, can keep this overly competitive. The Mavericks are going to win this series. They're up 2-0 in their own building. I think they win tonight. I'll also aggressively take over the 2 and a half and the Mavericks plus the two and a half.
1: Go and do likewise, gents. The money's out there. You pick it up, it's yours. You don't, I got no sympathy for you.
0: Did you hit the Monkey Knife Fight last night as well? Holy cow. I think that's a perfect week on Monkey Knife Fight, isn't it? Hey, baseball guy. You're not supposed to talk about that. Oh, that's true. I don't care. Going for the perfect game tonight. Uh, Monkeyknifefight.com. Check them out at uh, monkeyknifefight.com. Set set yourself up an account today. When you make your initial investment, they will match it up to $50 and give you a $5 free play, which you can use on... I'm just going to... You know what? If it ain't broke, don't fix it. I gave you over in the Dallas Mavericks and the L.A. Clippers... So guess what game I'm playing? I'll play the more or less 3.6x multiplier in the Dallas Mavericks and the LA Clippers going for the perfect week. Give me over thirty and a half points for Luka Doncic. Over thirty and a half points for Kawhi Leonard. I think Kawhi is going mm-hmm. to come out just all with his hair on fire, trying to keep his Clippers from going down three zero. This will take your $5 buy-in, your free $5 ticket buy-in with your new account on MonkeyKnifeFight.com and turn it into an $18 prize. That is 18 free dollars. All you have to do, go to MonkeyKnifeFight.com, use our promo code TANK, T-A-N-K. That's right. Uh, new England Patriots, there's news coming out of camp. What kind of news? They're laying the groundwork for this. Oh. They're laying can, the groundwork for what's getting ready to happen. see where this is going. Mac Jones has been impressing coaches and teammates at OTA workouts. Kendrick Bourne says he has a swag to him that I didn't know that he had at first. He's out there confident and that's what you need in a quarterback. Good energy. Awesome guy comes to work and you can just feel his energy and leadership already. This is the new England Patriots controlling the narrative Mm -hmm. because they absolutely know their best chance to be a competitive playoff team. This year is with Mac Jones. I'm telling you right now. I am more confident that Mac Jones starts Week One of this season than I am any quarterback, any rookie quarterback in the NFL, not named Trevor Lawrence. Jones to Jones. Are they going to get Julio? Not going to New England. Okay, we'll have to wait and see. Sports Center coming up next, and after the after the Sports Center update, we'll talk about the best young players that are going to usher in the new era of the NBA. This is. The Sports Tank with Jeremy Green. You look at my numbers, I'm I'm balling. Beer City's best sports talk is on the air. Get involved. Call 252-4348. Tweet the show at Sports Tank ESPN. The Sports Tank. Come get you some of this.
1: Can't wait.
0: I'm Tank Spencer, Jeremy Green's alongside. It is Friday, and we are ready for a three-day weekend. Programming note, we will not be here with you on Monday. We'll be back right here on ESPN Asheville, ninety-two point nine FM, eight eighty AM, and fourteen hundred, and everywhere on the iHeartRadio app live on Tuesday at three o'clock. Tank's gonna be uh, floating, so floating in a, 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 a community swimming pool. I'm so excited! It's gonna look like a big marshmallow <laughs> and a really clear cup of cocoa. They they officially posted the you know the the neighborhood pool is open. Just want to let everybody know and send out the hours and all that kind of stuff where the first aid kit is. And I responded with a gif of a seal bouncing down the the boardwalk, getting into the water. I'm just preparing everybody for what's about to come. Because I go unabashed. I am I am there in all my glory. And I don't care how old your children are. <laughs> this is going to... So Memorial Day's like the... That's the official kickoff to summer, right? Yes, absolutely. Like that's, that's how that's always Yeah, this been. is summertime. Indeed. We, we, we got some fun stuff coming next week. Just, you know... Just keep an eye out. Okay. <laughs> I'm We're scared gonna be of where this is going because I have no idea what he's talking about, and it usually means I have to do something weird. Nope, none of what I'm talking. Well, I mean, one of them is a new sponsor that we'll tell you about next yep, week. Yep, that's true. Uh, and another one is our social media guy, Tommy Bradley. You'll see him live with us in the Sportsocracy nine to ten a.m. weekday mornings on YouTube. Find us at the Sportsocracy. Uh, we, we've got some. We've got some TikTok magic. Oh, that that we're going to unveil uh, for next week. Wonderful. Yeah. Uh, you know how a lot uh, hot girl summer that's been like trending, you know, Definitely. like you're hearing a lot. Well, Definitely. you know, I, I've got my own take on that <laughs> of, of what Jeremy's going to do for you know, like, I got my own version of hot girl summer. So, uh. you know, you'll just have to, you just have to look at social media, yeah. you know, find me at jgreen ESPN on Twitter, Instagram, all the things you can follow me on all of them. And apparently, I now have to start using those things. Mm-hmm. That's, that's, that's new. Yeah. That is the thing that, they re, that, that is required of social media guys, we have found that it's not enough just to have the account. Yeah. You have to actually use it. Well, here's how th- this is how social media uh, dumb I can be. There is one social media that you can always rest assured that you're going to get me. Always. Twitter. I was thinking Facebook, but yes, okay. Twitter is actually another good one because I have absolutely no access to the other accounts. Well, I didn't, I do now, uh-huh. uh, but most of the content is going to come from Tommy and he's going to send it to me and, and go, Hey, post this, just hit the button. That's all you have to do. <laughs> I never learned how to Instagram. Right. I never learned TikTok. You know, I'm 34. So, TikTok was that's that's beyond me. But we've got some we got some fun ideas for a uh, for for Jeremy's version of a of a hot girl summer. Okay, all right. You're in. The it has a much different name. <laughs> it's not going to be called that. You're in the sports tank with Jeremy Green here on ESPN Asheville, and the second hour of the program, as always, brought to you by our good friends at Wicked Weed Brewing. Check them out at wickedweedbrewing dot com. Wicked Weed Brewing. Drink different. My my summer antics are going to involve up <clears throat> a uh, lot of wicked weed beers. Yeah, that's that's in my summer surprised. plans as well. Who's surprised? Show <laughs> <of> hands. <laughs> There's nothing quite like it. Check them out at WickedWeedBrewing.com. dot com. The NBA is about to go through another era change. I know we don't you know we don't really talk about it a whole lot because I think it's one of those areas that. People are just... I don't think you're really aware of how quickly this change is going to come. Mm -hmm. Who are the best players in the NBA right now? LeBron James. LeBron James. Anthony Davis. Anthony Davis. Kawhi Leonard. Kawhi Leonard. Leonard. Giannis Antetokounmpo. Okay. Uh, Luka Doncic. And Luka Doncic. You named two guys there that are under the age of 27. Mm -hmm. That's it. Uh, LeBron James, 36. KD and Steph are both 32. You got James Harden's 31. Dame is 30. Kawhi's 29. Then you start getting into the list of guys that are going to be around for a little bit, a little while longer. AD, Bradley Bill, Giannis, Joel Embiid, Nikola Jokic. But we're coming up quickly on a regime change, especially once LeBron decides when he's 40 years old that he's no longer going to be able to play basketball. Uh, which I don't think he's going to hang on that long. Uh, we're we're going to see the shift. So we came up with a list of the best players under the age of 25 in the NBA. You're going to see a consistent theme here that I'll tell you at the end of this little exercise. Okay. Because there's going to be a very interesting part of this. Mm-hmm. I'll get to that at the end. Okay. Um, top 25 players under 25 in the NBA. Right now my one has to be Luka Doncic. Luka Doncic is unbelievable. He can do all of the things. I'm not going to be surprised if uh, if if we if he doesn't have a season where he has a team that is competitive and averages a triple-double. I think that day could come for Luka Doncic. He is so good at everything. Top 10 in the NBA in rebounds. Top 5 in assists. He's one of the top 5 guys in scoring, I believe, as well. 28 points per game in the last two seasons. He is going to have all of the awards. He will win an MVP before this is over. All-star game, MVP, all of it. No doubt in my mind. Now, my number 2 is Ja Morant. I think you're too high on Ja. Maybe so. I have John Moran at 7. You have him at 7. And there's there are a couple things working against him. Mm-hmm. One is that he's a v- less than ideal defender. Not really a complete game for him. Mm-hmm. He's a very good stat accumulator. Mm-hmm. I do think he can improve over time. You also have to remember he's only 20 years old. Mm-hmm. And like just turned 20. Not all that long ago. No. So I mean I think there's a lot of room to grow. I'm just not ready to put him there yet. There are some guys on this list that are that, that have that have already hit the accolades that I put ahead of him. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got John Morant at two. Trey Young is my three. We all know how in love with Trey Young I am. The logo shooter himself. He is the thirty point wonder. He can go out and just drop thirty any night he chooses to. I think those three guys, as I said yesterday, are going to be the future faces of the NBA. Then I got Donovan Mitchell at four. He's my two. Okay. And then Zion Williamson's my five. He's my six. Okay. So we're not too far off. We've got all the same guys, it looks like, in the top six or seven. There there were a couple that I think you're undervaluing aggressively. Okay. And by a couple, I mean three. Okay. Uh, Jason Tatum. Uh Uh-huh. He's my five. He's my seven. Uh, Devin Booker. He's my six. He's my four. <laughs> and Ben Simmons. He's my nine. He's my three. Uh, three? Okay. Here's the thing. All right. I think you have to take everything into consideration. Okay. My one and two are so much better. I think Donovan Mitchell and and uh, Luka Doncic are going to be top five to seven players in the NBA. Worst case scenario. They might end up better than that. Mm -hmm. And here's where Donovan Mitchell kind of breaks the trend for me. I'm not so sure he's in Dallas or or in uh, Utah, excuse me, Mm -hmm. that much longer. Think about where I put people. Luca's one in Dallas, Donovan Mitchell's two in Utah, but I'm not sure he's going to stay there. Mm -hmm. Ben Simmons in Philadelphia, Tatum's in Boston. Do you see where I'm headed with this? It's really hard for me to believe a guy that's the point guard of the Memphis Grizzlies and I'm pretty confident he's going to be there for the next 7 years mm-hmm. is ever going to become the face of the, the ah, league. Ah, big markets is where you say. It's saying. hard for me to believe Trey Young is going to become the face of the league. A when he couldn't defend the chair I'm sitting in. <laughs> B when he plays in Atlanta and Atlanta is a Falcon city and yeah. they'll admit that. Yeah. yeah. The Falcons gets or the the Hawks excuse me get some love,
1: mm-hmm.
0: not to the level of the Falcons, not to the level of SEC football. I just struggle to believe that that's how that's going to go. I have the same problem as Ion Williamson. I think he is a just freak athlete. Mm-hmm. His game is a lot of fun to watch. Mm-hmm. I'm afraid he's Anthony Davis 2.0. Yeah, he's, he's going to be really good on mediocre at best teams, and you're not going to see him until he winds up in uh, somewhere else. Right. And then you go, man, he's good. Because even though I feel like the NBA is trying to prop them up, and they can't win. And he's got Stan Van Gundy as his coach. And and he's got the Lonzo Balls and the Brandon mm-hmm. Ingrams. Mm-hmm. And all of these things that I keep, I think are going to keep the star from really shining. Who are both in my top 25, by the way. Uh, they're in mine, too, but they shouldn't be. Alonzo's <laughs> uh, not mine. Lonzo's not in your no, top 25? No, Lonzo's not mine. He's my 25. He's the last guy that I put in the top 25. Yeah, he's not in mine. I had, uh, I, I've got some young guys that I... Mm-hmm. I, I believe it. Now you also didn't put guys that are getting ready to be rookies on your no, list. No, yeah, okay. no. This I is did. guys who are currently in the NBA. Yeah, I. The did. only guys that I'm focusing. Yeah, on. I've got Cade Cunningham, Evan Mobley, and Jalen Suggs. They'll be on the All list. All three are already on my list. Okay. Jalen Suggs is my 11. Wow. Okay. There's something about him, and you know I'm very rarely do I say I'm willing to stake my reputation on on guys that I haven't even seen go through the process yet. Yeah. Jalen Suggs is one of them. Jalen I Suggs he was is going to be the one that a you starter. said you didn't know was going to be no, good. No, that's Jalen Green. There's two Jalen No, two I think you said I think you said that about Cade Cunningham. Cade Cunningham I see very much like Anthony Edwards. I have the same problem with both is that I'm afraid you're going to end up as the best player on a bad team mm-hmm. and it's never going to let you shine as brightly as you should. Mm-hmm. You they both of those guys need somebody that can get them the ball and they can do tremendous things once they get the ball, once they get the ball in their hands. I'm just afraid. Like, I'm looking at Cade Cunningham going, you could end up in Detroit, which literally might as well be Siberia right now because that team is awful. It's run poorly. It's coached poorly. It's just all bad. Mm -hmm. And I'm afraid that's going to happen. I look at Jalen Suggs and go, you could end up somewhere, because I think he's going to go about five, which to me is dumb. Dumb. If, If anybody takes one of those G League guys ahead of him, you just rest assured. If mm-hmm. you pull for that team, you're probably not going to want to listen to anything I say about the NBA for about a uh, right. decade, right? Uh, I don't know. I don't know that I buy that Ja Morant and Zion are going to be hanging around their cities too long. I think when Zion. Contract- I agree. Ja Morant's just a different dude. You just have to understand that is a different dude. You know, just just look at how. All right, so his dad came out with mm-hmm. things that happened in, in Utah. and mm-hmm. but Despicable out, fan behavior. Yeah, and it, it was terrible. Mm-hmm. But even think about how it was said. We had three awful fans, but our experience with everyone else was great. Mm-hmm. John Morant's one of those guys that just strikes me as he's not worried about the city he plays in. He's not worried about the the glitz and the glamour and things like that. I think he really likes Memphis. I think he really likes not being necessarily on the marquee. Zion, on the other hand, that's he's just always had, somehow you're going to end up being a New York Knicks. <laughs> right. I don't know how it's going to happen, <laughs> but you just strike me as that guy uh-huh. that you wind up on one of these big market teams and then you just explode. Mm-hmm. But until I see the path to that, it's hard for me to put him any higher than than where I have him gone. Although I think I could also see John Morant being swayed away by the Lakers. And, you know, he teams up with AD in the swan song of his career. You yeah, just that's, never that's, know. That's many moons from now. Oh, of course it is. I'm, I'm not talking to time anytime soon. I'm just saying I think these guys are going to get to the point where they realize the – because the trend in the NBA is not going to change. I fully don't I, – I fully do not expect the trend to change of – players teaming up with each other moving city to city figuring out where the best place they can go to win is and I think the young guys are going to look at the extra money that they can get from their home teams right now and go that's not worth winning you're wrong okay. it's too much money they'll still sign those deals i think some of these guys are going to get moved and then get traded here's what i was so when when we started this little exercise i said there's something that you're going to notice about the names on this list mhm Yep, None of the guys we've mentioned, you never hear them talk. Ever. This is very true. There are people listening to the sound of my voice right now that don't know what Devin Booker's voice sounds like. mm mm-hmm. Because he never speaks. hmm And I don't necessarily think that's a negative. Now, I'm not one of those shut up and dribble guys. I'm not. Right. I've always thought that is – I think that's a it's, it's an odd take to me. Mm-hmm. If they want to use their platform, more power to you. Now, whether people are receptive to that or not, that's the risk you take. Yep. I'm just saying I don't have a problem with you doing it. It's not why I consume sports. You know, I'm somebody that listens. I don't listen to commentary. I get very tired of commentary because it becomes very much the same thing on a loop. Mm-hmm. What I'm interested to see is how does the NBA make these guys stars when they all seem so reticent to speak? Luka Doncic is not a big talker. Trey Young's not a, I mean, he, he has become in this series. Mm-hmm. That's really the first time. And I've always heard that he was a little more vocal in the Atlanta market. And, you know, people that really follow the Hawks, they, they would say I'm wrong about that could very well be true. Mm-hmm. I've just never heard it. Zion Williamson's not a big talker. There's not really one on this list. Mm-hmm. The most vocal guy in my top ten is Donovan Mitchell. And is it because they're so young? Because it's not their place yet to be that guy. Once you, Maybe. De- once you develop and you become 24 years old and you're a three, you know, 25 years old and you're a four time all star and you, you know, you've already got an MVP under your belt or something like that. We don't know what these guys are going to turn into because right now, all of the faces are the, in the NBA are the veteran guys. It's all the KDs and the LeBrons and the Kawhi's and the, it, 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 all the guys who are older. And there's mm. a guy that I don't know where to place. Mm hmm. That that's not true about. Is it LaMelo Ball? He's eight on my list. I don't know where to put him. I have him at number eight. I have him at 12 because I don't know where to put it. Yeah, I have him at number eight because I honestly do believe that regardless of what comes out of this, uh, or, or I guess I should say regardless of how good the Charlotte Hornets are as a team, LaMelo Ball is a guy that, let's face it, Charlotte has never had a guy like LaMelo Ball. Nope. LaMelo Ball is already the biggest star in franchise history. And I know some of you just rankled and threw something maybe at your radio. Uh, the, oh, what about Kimball Walker? No, he's a bigger star than Kimball Walker already. Easily. Um, what about Larry Johnson? Easily. Nope. What about Alonzo Mourning? Easily. A- exactly. I mean, those are the biggest guys in history. Then, then what are you going to go to? Uh Baron Davis? Emeka Okafor. No. LaMelo Ball is 19 years old, and he's already the biggest star the Charlotte Hornets have ever had. And one and thing, the, thing that, the reason that is not higher for me is not because of his game. He plays a very entertaining brand of basketball. Mm-hmm. I do not know what they're going to put around him. I feel like I will know more about LaMelo Ball a year from now. Mm-hmm. Can he make this a, a place that, that the bottom tier All-Stars want to play? Can he get somebody better than Gordon Hayward with him? And I don't know the answer to that. Uh, I think we left off at at seven here. Lamello's my eight. Ben Simmons is my nine. Jalen Brown rounds out my top ten. Jalen Brown's not my top fifteen. Really? No. Why? Because he's so nondescript. He's hmm. another guy. Doesn't like to talk. I don't and plus he's not the best player on his he'll never be the best player on his own team. Which I struggle with. It's but really have, hard for me to ever believe that mm-hmm. the second guy in Boston is going to be some – and mine was really not – I mean, yes, obviously on-court play is is a thing. I'm mm-hmm. talking about stars. Mm-hmm. Who's going to be the biggest star? Mm-hmm. And I just don't see that out of Jalen Brown. Right. The one guy that you haven't said that I had in the top ten was Bam Adebayo. I have Bam probably too low. Probably if, if too you're low. outside of the top twelve, he's too low. I'm outside of the top fifteen, and you're doing it wrong. He's seventeen on my yeah, list. Yeah, you're too low. Uh, and the thing about Bam is that he's in a big market, uh, and he does. Bam's got a little personality. He does have some personality. You don't hear it as much because of Jimmy Butler. Mm-hmm. Where did I go the most wrong on here? These I'm going to list for you the guys that I have ahead of Bam Adebayo. De'Aaron Fox. Nope, he's ahead of him for me too. Shea Gilligus Alexander. He's behind him, but I felt I felt really stupid about it when I did it. It's just because he's in Oklahoma City. Jamal Murray. DeAndre Ayton. That's one. Devin Booker. Not the best guy on his own team. Mm. Michael, and he's super nondescript. Michael Porter. <sighs> he wanted to ring the bell. I did. He wanted to ring the bell, but his Nuggets glasses are not letting and him do They're not. It. And the <laughs> thing about Michael Porter is that, is that my Nugget fandom makes me delusional about him. You're too high on him. Yeah. Because at best he's going to be the third best, the third best name on that team, mm-hmm. and it's a small market, and it's it, there's just so yeah. many things working against if, him. I mean, if Nicola qualified for this list, which he does not, because he's twenty six years old, mm-hmm. uh, or twenty five, Nicola's 26. Nicola's twenty six. Okay, so he didn't qualify for this list. Uh, I would easily have all three of them on the list. As I said, Jamal Murray's already on this list. Michael Porter. And, and here's the one that I th- I thought you were going to ring the bell on most. Brandon Ingram. You're, you, we're gonna, Mr. Brandon Spencer, Ingram has taken a turn in the last two years, and I think he's developing into a really nice player in You's, the NBA. You said bad defender wrong. <laughs> oh, it's the defensive game that bumps Bam up for he you? He just scored. He's an accumulator. I like mm-hmm. Ingram. His game has improved. He's so inconsistent. Yeah. Uh rest of the list Tyrese Halliburton, Michael Bridges, Jared Allen is number twenty for me. Yeah, Jared Allen's not my top twenty five. Uh my bottom five. Jared Allen, or excuse me, uh RJ Barrett, Anthony Edwards, Emmanuel Quickley, Tyler Hero, Lonzo Balls, my twenty five. You're too high on Tyler Hero. I w- I'll guarantee you Miami wishes they could go back in time and go, can we have those trade offers for Tyler <laughs> Hero back, please? I know we said no and right. we laughed at you and said, why would you even call? But he's bad. He is bad, bad, b- 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 bad, bad. Really? Bad. Borderline unplayable at this point. Hmm. He's a guy that we're going to look back at. And there's part. one of these about every five years mm-hmm. that they come out and have a great playoffs, and every team in the league wants him. And the team just says, no, they're untouchable. Yeah. And six months later, you're like, that guy was untouchable? You turned down what for him? That was the guy that kept you from getting James Harden. Right. Really? Right. Okay, then. And it happens about every five years, and that's going to be the one. Who did I miss in my top 25? John Collins is the one I didn't ever hear you say. No, I did not say John Collins. Uh, There are a couple others. I mean, guys that I have late uh, Holland Sexton, I don't understand how you don't have him in the top 25. Mm-hmm. I think you're too high on Mikhail Bridges. Uh, other than that, you're, you're pretty much right. All right. All right. All I'm saying is there is a big Darren Foxes who I thought you were going to be too long on. No. Another name I didn't hear you say is Demonitus Sabonis. I think he just turned 25. Like, if he two, did. Day, like two days ago. Okay. If he like- did, I didn't know about it. <laughs> I believe he did. Uh, yeah, you. Uh, There's three weeks ago, but okay, okay. Yeah. I didn't see that. Yeah, so yeah, so Demontidis did not qualify for this list. Best NBA players who are going to be the, the the wave of the future in the NBA as we see all of the quote-unquote elder statesmen who are all younger than I am, which makes me feel bad, uh, <laughs> are going to be retiring here pretty soon from the NBA. You're in the Sports Tank with Jeremy Green on ESPN Asheville. You're in the Sports Tank. What are you people? On dope? Uh, Last night we enjoyed uh, on HBO Max the Friends Reunion. No, we did not get together and sip coffee and watch it together. No, No, no. we didn't. Uh, We watched it with our wives in different homes. It just so happened that that is one of our... Mutual favorite TV shows of all time, by far better than Seinfeld, and I know Jeremy does not like me saying that. No, I have they're directly equivalent. <laughs> they are they are equal. <laughs> but I will say it was fantastic. It was, I, I, it was oh it was so good. It was great. It was I, I love that show. And my, my biggest takeaways were uh, I never thought Lisa Kudrow would be the one that aged the most gracefully. We shall say okay. Uh, uh, Joe, uh, uh, Matt LeBlanc, I couldn't think of his real name. Mm-hmm. Uh, he now looks like he blogs as the third on this show. Joey never shares food. Joey never shares food, <laughs> and uh, and he and he's so cool about it. Too. Oh yeah! At one point, Jennifer Aniston says, "We all six used to fit through that door. We didn't get any bigger." And behind her, he goes, "Speak for yourself." <laughs> right. <laughs> and I have to say this: Matthew Perry had an emergency dental procedure done. Mm-hmm. That's why right he before weird. this. So that's why he looks and sounds a little strange. Mm-hmm. It's not what Twitter, the Twitterverse right. went crazy about. Right. I, because I felt sad. I felt sad watching it going, Oh man, the drugs really messed him up. And then when we found that out about the, 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 the dentist appointment or whatever, I, it made a lot of sense because his teeth looked weird. His face looked weird and he wasn't really speaking a lot. And you thought he didn't have that old Chandler magic. I will say that I I, I never would have thought that the two that aged the most, I mean, and and none of them have have aged poorly. Mm -hmm. It's just Lisa Kudrow and and David Schwimmer. David Schwimmer looks like he just stepped off the set of that show in 2004. My wife is convinced he's had work done. I'm not sure. If he hasn't, then he found what Ponce de Leon was looking for, because I don't (laughs) think he's aged five minutes in 17 years. And now I can't see him and not immediately think of Rob Kardashian. Uh Uh-huh. That's all I see when I look at him. Okay. I'll be honest with you, I don't even remember what Rob Kardashian looks like anymore, because I only see David Schwimmer. <laughs> okay. Amy and I immediately, as soon as we were done, we looked at each other and went, well, we have to rewatch the show now. Mm-hmm. And so we are. We're, yeah, we're go going to go all the way through it. We're, we're going to, because I shockingly had forgotten the pivot episode with the cow, Which blows my mind. Right. It was one of the most iconic episodes they had. I mean there was the one where, you know, Joey puts on all Chandler's clothes. I Could love that I they be w- wearing any more clothes. I love that they recreated the game. Where well, the Girls too. lost the apartment. They did a current version of it and quizzed them all again. And I thought that was really cool. He's a he's a Trans Monster.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's not even a word.
0: <laughs> it was one of the greatest shows of all time, and they had the reunion and I, I did love that Courtney Cox, toward the end of it, said, you know, this is the last time that we're all going to be in, this, in the room together answering questions about this show. Because it's not like we're going to get back together for the 25th anniversary or or whatever it was. And that kind of made me feel sad inside. I watched the friends reunion and the last episode of last man standing last night. Mm-hmm. So it, for me it was ju- it was just a, it was sad. It and was it just laid sad. and it laid to rest one thing that Jeremy had said that he wanted was he wanted to see another show. He wanted to see an actual show. Like for it to be a reunion movie or a long episode or something where it tied the tied the stories all back together and we get an update of where they're at. But the creators of the show said we want everybody to, to have it all ending. ended on the yeah. on a good note, you know. Well, because for there husband, to be any right. if for there to be any drama, something bad would have to happen. Exactly. And I will be honest with you, Lisa Kudrow in the in the show itself said something that I had not thought of. I, I'm 50 years old now. You, at 50 mm-hmm. years old, you can't say floopy anymore. <laughs> and I hadn't thought of that. And as soon as she said it, I went, "Okay, yeah, you're right. right. I'm glad yeah. you didn't do one of those." Uh huh. I think that should I think that should remain the case. We just leave it as is. No more updates. We we don't need a return to Mayberry episode or whatever. Well, I mean, and I'll be honest with you. Friends ended uh, of all finales in the history of television. It was the best ending. Okay. It was tied up so nicely. Everything was just hunky-dunky. And and I look. I'm not one of those Disney fairy tale ending kind of guys. But the, the Seinfeld ending was stupid. Like the only reason I will agree with you that Friends was better than Seinfeld is that the finale of Seinfeld was just mm-hmm. dumb. Is that where they were on the plane? Yeah, and then they went, they wound up in jail. Uh, uh, sorry, spoilers if you haven't seen it in twenty years. Um, right. Sorry. <laughs> it's it's just <laughs> it's dumb. dumb. Yeah, absolutely dumb. Uh, I think the only one, the only other one was Mash. And never you never watched, watched that show. That. Period. No. But it was about the Vietnam War, and at the end, they all left. Oh, I mean, I know what it, I, I knew what it was about. I right. just never watched it because it went off the air when I was negative <laughs> 11 years uh, that old. That was my mom's show, and so that was like our little, our little thing. We would watch MASH together when I was a kid. And so I really, I really loved that show as well, but there's no doubt. Friends is a number one. Nothing will ever beat it, in my opinion. I'm sorry, Seinfeld fans.
1: On the weird scale, there's Vegas, there's Florida, and there's Asheville. Let's get weird, Asheville.
0: I think I've figured out my new mojo. Since you won't let me talk about baseball, I'm just going to shove all of the baseball segments into the Just a Bit Outside and the weird news every day. Yesterday, the you know the, the new Babe Ruth, as they are talking about him, Shohei Otani for the Los Angeles Angels, He missed his start. He, he got scratched from his start yesterday because he got stuck in traffic. He got stuck in traffic in LA on the interstate. Um, apparently it was, you know, the usual 45 minute trip took longer than planned. At one point, Ohani actually returned to the hotel with the idea of getting on the, uh, the BART system the bay area rapid transit the best part of the story to me is by doing that by by saying i'm going to get off the interstate and i'm going to take the train he actually fell further behind schedule (laughs) which is perfect for you know a regional transit transit system um anyway he gets to the ballpark and he's an hour late he didn't get there an hour after the game had already started he got there an hour after his usual four-hour prep time, so the game goes off at seven. Normally, he would be in the building at three, going through a very what what they describe as a very regimented process to prepare for a starting pitching outing. He needs four hours of prep time to be ready to go for the game. The fact that he was three hours early to the ballpark or before game time. It just wasn't enough time. And I don't know what to think about that, whether whether I admire a guy who has that kind of a, a regiment. He needs four hours lead time to be really good on the mound. Or if I think, dude, you got to roll with the punches here. Three hours is not enough for you to get your arm ready? That's just weird to me. You're amused by baseball things. I am amused by baseball things. Oh, I have a story at some point if you ever let me tell it. There's a Tony Larusa thing going on in Chicago right now that I can't really wrap my head around. But so uh, we'll yeah. get to it at some point. Yeah, Tony, that's been a that's been an abject disaster. <laughs> <laughs> Sally Doherty is a, a a a resident resident of Surrey in the United Kingdom. Okay, and she's been on the house hunt. She's been looking for homes. She's an artist. And she's become an avid house hunter. She's looking for a place for her and her husband to settle down. And she thought she had found the home of her dreams until she searched it on Google Maps. She claims to not be a superstitious woman, but was completely put off when she Google Maps searched the home and found two disembodied legs on the Google search. What? They're not actually disembodied. It looks like maybe the person that was driving the Google Maps truck wound up on the wrong side of the... And it cut her legs off so you, it, it looks like a really bad photoshop job okay there's a tandem to this story too that i'll tell at the end of this so she claims to not be superstitious but when she posted this on her social media she said initially i was completely freaked out i think i had a sharp intake of breath and it was more of a what the as i tried to work out what was going on she then said once she posted this and saw all of the comments i'm not a superstitious person but i feel like this was a sign that this is not the house for me this is to be paired with a story that went a little viral yesterday. Google Maps makes me laugh mm-hmm. because the sheer fact that there's a camera that goes around about every six months and takes pictures of things is funny to me because of what I'm getting ready to tell you. This is from two, there are two houses right beside each other uh, and they are in, I lost track of my story here. Uh-oh. They're in Utah. Okay. Uh, apparently these two neighbors do not get along. And one of the na- one of the houses was put on the market, and so a lot of people were searching it on Google Maps. Well, apparently the neighbor, and the names are omitted from this story, apparently the next-door neighbor decided they were going to uh, try to ward off people about the person living next door. Because they took their lawnmower and wrote an obscenity in the grass and pointed <laughs> at the person's house. Oh, no. They called them a... <clears throat> It's a bad name. Okay. It's a bad name that starts with the same letter that bad starts with. Okay. And they etched it in the grass with a lawnmower with an arrow. I'm sharing it on my Twitter right now. At (laughs) Jay Green ESPN. Google Maps intrigues me. Have you ever seen one of those rickety cars driving down the street? I have. Rickety? Well, I think they, like, upgraded them. It used to be, like, 1984 Toyota Corollas (laughs) with a little thing on top of it. (laughs) I was going to say, I don't think I've ever seen a rickety one. They're all pretty nice cars. Yeah, back in the day, it used to be like they put this apparatus on your car, uh-huh. and then you drove around for them. I got you. I had a friend that did this. Oh. And his car was not. Uh, right. It was not a Rolls Royce. We'll I've, I've always thought about inquiring about that job. As much as I love driving, that seems like a perfect job for me, just to drive around eight hours a day. Letting that thing record. There are only a few jobs that I would find to be more awful. Okay. Uh, working in an aviary. That would be worse. <laughs> yeah, for somebody who is an ornithophobe, anything or that non- involves. Whatever. You're, you're you, you really struggle with that. Word. I do. I I, I can. Anyway, he's you know, for, for somebody that leads the cause of the hashtag Birds Aren't Real uh, movement, I feel like you should know these things. It's very disrespectful that you don't know what to call me. So what is it? Ornithophobic. Ornithophobic. See, it's the extra syllable in the middle that yes. I, I just want to go ornophobe, and nope. that's not real. I, don't, I, I think that's somebody that's afraid of snow globes. <laughs> yeah, afraid I, I, of I, Christmas I, ornaments. I don't know what that's. <laughs> <It's a, laughs> no, that's an ornament ornamentophobe. Phobe. Yeah, that's way too many syllables. That's not a real word either. I just made it up. <laughs> that's called Grinch. Falconer. That's another job that <laughs> would just be terrible for me. <laughs> you, you mean in Jeremy's job? mind that uh, there was a guy named Falconer who's running in, what, it was for the, Senate the gov- in no, California? No, no, in the governor runoff. Governor. Yeah, yeah, he's one of the Republican candidates running uh, with Caitlyn Jenner. There are like 14 people running in this runoff, and nobody mm. thinks that Gavin Newsom's actually going to lose. Of which makes... Uh, I, we don't talk about politics, so I don't care. Okay, But I, I will say that somebody posted on, on uh, Twitter... That there was a guy named Falconer running in the race, Mm -hmm. at which point somebody explained what a Falconer is, and I was mortified that that's actually a job. Mm -hmm. There are people out there that put on great big leather arm shields Mm -hmm. or whatever you want to call it. Mm -hmm. And they stick their arm out and they summon a Falcon. Mm -hmm. I don't like that. Secret time? I'll tell you a fun little story about me. I was yesterday years old when I found out a falcon was a real thing. I what? thought a falcon was like a minotaur or a or a <laughs> unicorn or whatever. No, not even close. Yeah, I, I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. I was t- I was yesterday years old when I found out <laughs> that falcons were real birds. <laughs> and wow, I'll be well, honest, you learn something new and, I, and I'll be honest with you, I slept with one eye opened last night. Why? I mean, it's not like falcons are any scarier than any other bird. Factually inaccurate. 100%. Really? More than an eagle? More than a hawk? <clears throat> I mean, they're all predatory birds. Well, I'm not going to sleep tonight, so let's just roll on to whatever other story you've got for today, <laughs> wait, shall we? Wait, what? <laughs> are you just now finding out that eagles and hawks are real things as well? Nope, knew that. Didn't like it. Didn't love it. <laughs> it's kind of like people that are afraid of snakes. Uh-huh. I know they're out there. I just oh. like to assume they're not going to mess with me. That's great. Now I've learned that something that I thought was fictitious is real. Uh-huh. Falcons. I don't even like the Atlanta Falcons now. I'm just, I'm angry at the whole thought. And really? All this time you thought it was a fictitious idea. I
1: did. Jeez.
0: I thought it was like a phoenix. I think that's even dumber than me thinking that the Bogdanoviches are brothers. Uh, still no. Yeah. I'm actually going to go with No. <laughs> yeah and you know what and falcons those are double agents for the government Uh uh-huh because they have talons frankly what i learned is they're actually about the size of a coke can so they're Mm -hmm. i mean yes they are a ferocious bird but you know maybe it's a little irrational for me to be terrified of them but i am it is it is very irrational for you to be afraid of them and they are not nearly as big as a hawk or an eagle Hey, which some can people actually are carry of, off puppies? You know? Well, you know, here's the thing. I'm not scared of snakes, I'm not scared of squir- or of spiders. I'm scared of squirrels, I'm scared of birds. That's it. I'm not scared of anything else. Mm-hmm. That's it. in you know, clowns and dolls and tight confined spaces. So what you're saying is you're scared of a lot of things. And elevators. Wow. Keep going. And the government. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't, I couldn't resist. Man, that just seemed like it flowed into the yeah, rest of that. Uh, yeah, uh, the Milwaukee Bucks, as you may have heard in the top hour of uh, Sports Center, Devo- uh, Dante Divincenzo, starting guard, he's going to be out for the rest of the playoffs for the Milwaukee Bucks. It, it, I mean, we're not really concerned about this, are we? Is this a it major could become loss? a problem later on? It's not going to be a problem now. I mean, I just look at Devin Anytime you lose a player mm-hmm. in the playoffs, it's mm-hmm. not going to be advantageous. No, of course not. But, I mean, what is it? I, I don't see it changing a lot. I mean, yes, it does leave a hole in the starting lineup. It takes Brendan Forbes from the from the second team to the first team, which I think could be problematic. I don't think he's as effective as a first-teamer. But, I mean, other than that, and I don't know. If keeps I mean, let's playing let's like really he honest. did the other night, then it'll be fine. I mean, let's be really honest. They're going to go in the second round and get slaughtered by the Nets anyway. I don't know about slaughtered. I kind of do. Really? I just don't think they can keep up with them. I don't think they can score at that level. I don't necessarily think Brooklyn's that much better than them. I, was say, I just Brooklyn's... don't think they have that next gear defensively. But Brooklyn doesn't play defense. and No, they don't. And I and I don't know. I think they they, ter- they could turn Giannis loose on, on that team and he can just tear them up. I'll be honest with you, losing Pat Connaughton, or uh, Pat Connaughton, <laughs> DiVincenzo. I'm, I'm staring right at his name. so it just, <laughs> Losing Dante DiVincenzo, what that does is it takes away one of the defenders that would have been on either Kyrie Irving or James Harden, and mm-hmm. I think that makes it much harder to stop them. Okay. Brendan Forbes is not an awful defender, but he's not at the, he's not at the same level. He's not a starter-level player for this team. I think he was a good heat check guy to come off the bench and play 20 to 24 minutes. Mm -hmm. Now he's got to come in and start. Now this team gets really thin. I mean, because you're looking at I mean, in terms of guys that can come off the bench, you're looking at Bobby Portis, PJ Tucker and Jeff Teague. That's about it. I mean, their nine is like Jordan Nwara. Ooh, it doesn't really matter. I mean, they're going to they're gonna end up sweeping Miami anyway. 100%. And so, I didn't see them as a title team in the first place. No, I didn't either. I mean, it didn't change that. I mean, We're, they're the Milwaukee Bucks. I don't know that they're ever going to get over that hump. I really don't. The Philadelphia 76ers, the Brooklyn Nets, those are my two favorites for the Eastern Conference. I'm still sticking with the Philadelphia 76ers. I think that uh, a a Sixers-Nets series will be super entertaining, but we are going to see the absolute best out of Joel Embiid. Agreed. (laughs) I mean, that might be the moment where Embiid establishes himself as, what, the best player in the NBA? No, he's not going to be that high. But I, I will say Brooklyn has absolutely no shot of stopping him. Mm-hmm. So he's, he's going to be a problem. <laughs> right. They can throw a lot at them. Uh, of course, that's assuming a lot. We still have seven games to go between the, uh, or, or I guess at this point, five games to go between the New York Knicks and the Atlanta Hawks. I think that that series is going the distance, no doubt. And I've already seen it play out in my mind that Trey Young is going to play is he's going to be the guy who hits the shot at the end of the end of Game Seven to break all the New York Knicks fans' hearts uh, there in Madison Square Garden. I think that's how that goes. By the way, the Knicks also announcing today that uh, they're going to be requiring vaccinations for everybody who wants to attend Round Two of the playoffs. I get you're making a plan already, but. Let's hold off on that plan for a little while, because I'm not sure you uh, I'm not sure you're gonna be going into the second round of these playoffs. I'm Tank Spencer, he's Jeremy Green, you're in the sports tank with Jeremy Green here on ESPN Asheville.
1: This is G a voice of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the uh, sports
0: tank. Fire them cannons. By golly, put more powder in those things. Uh, start off the holiday weekend right. Just put Jeremy in the best mood possible. What, by playing fire of those cannons? <laughs> That's right. You, can't, you really cannot put me in a bad mood here, and I'll tell you why. This is something we haven't talked about. Okay. Uh, because this is the last uh, full weekend before we have live music back in western North Carolina. Yes. Silverados out in Black mm-hmm. Mountain. Edwin McCain live next Friday night. Mm-hmm. I will be there. I will be present and accounted for. Oh, I fully plan to do the same. Edwin McCain. Well, we're is... just going to ride together for. I mean, we might as well. Yeah, because I will say, parking is down the street. Ubering yeah. is encouraged. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Silverado, it's going to be a tremendous summer unbelievable schedule of concerts you'll hear their commercials airing on this show across the iheart platform right. it is going to be a fantastic time and is owned by our executive producer <laughs> that's right that's right uh silverados if you're not familiar with where it is it's uh it, it's the former side of the dude drop in yes uh, out there in black mountain it's right across from the Ingalls warehouse, warehouse. so it is going to be outdoor music i can't wait i just can't i, I just i'm just so ready I'm so ready to get back out there. I feel a, like it's been a, 10 years since I've been to a concert. It feels the same way for me. I am a concert hound. When anything comes to town that I want to see, I'm usually there. And, and I will say, if there's any concert, you can find them at Silverados mm-hmm. Uh If you look at the concert series and you go, that's something Tank would never go to. You rest assured, it's probably something Jeremy would go to. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> uh, like, uh, the Ying Yang twins are coming. I know he's all excited about it. I don't even know who that is. You I, say things that I'm make not, my head I'm hurt not sometimes. joking. I have no clue. I, I You could play a song for me, and I guarantee you, I'm never ever going to heard it. Uh, I just don't do it. However, I am going to be present and accounted for at Silverado's later this summer when ever clear comes. That, to me, is... It's just the... It's, it's just the diamond, uh, in the great lineup that they have put together at Silverado's. You want your tickets, go to Silverado's WNC.com. Silverado's WNC.com, the 2021 outdoor concert series featuring acts like the Ying Yang Twins, Brian McKnight, uh, Edwin McCain, obviously. The Legends of Country Tour coming on June 11th. They also have, uh, Saliva's coming. All my 2000s. Flame shirt wearers, we're all going to be there president yeah, of the county for Jesse Scott. And I'll be there for most of them. <laughs> I mean, in all honesty, I have missed concerts so much that I will be there even if the act would not usually have gotten me. No doubt. It will this time. No doubt. Uh, do you have a favorite this weekend in the uh, in the Charles Schwab Challenge? Do you even care? Uh, yeah, I'm playing DFS, and the last I looked, my team was doing obnoxiously well. Oh. I had not looked at it at all. You didn't uh, pick Phil, did you? No, he was awful. Yeah, he had a, he, he shot uh, three over yesterday and said, I don't care, I won the PGA. Yeah, it, which is the greatest <laughs> response ever. Right. Uh, my favorite would probably be Jordan Spieth. Okay, Spieth is currently tied for second uh, in the event at eight under par the tournament so far we got the coca-cola 600 coming up on sunday nascar back in charlotte the longest race of the season fans going to be in the stands i'm putting my money on denny hamlin i think he's actually going to get his first win of the season this week i'm going to put mine on martin truex jr there you go that's not a bad bet either we will see you right here on tuesday off for memorial day everybody have a very safe weekend
1: wear lots of sunscreen i'm going to be in the pool hope you can get in the pool as well